Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, who would like to leave the gardening behind to root around in the spooky occult journal. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson, and I play Renette Bollinger, and I am so clover this mystery. I would like for it to uh, uh, be solved, um, uh, Lavender. I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, a town menace, hater of indie coffee shops and murder sheds alike. I'm rooting for us to figure this out before someone else ends up pushing daisies. Somebody already said rooting, but I already had it written, and I was prepared for once, so I'm still saying it. Sorry. And I'm Guinevere Stevens. My pronouns are they, them. I am playing Mary Sanchez O'Connor, and unfortunately, I can't dig up any plant puns, but I think Mary is probably ready to be done with Brindlewood Bay. I'm Jonah Knight, and welcome to Roll to Metal. This is part seven of A Garden Variety Murder, written by Sarah Bowling. This mystery can be found in the unofficial Brindlewood Bay Mysteries Anthology. It's available on DriveThruRPG. There is a link for it in the show notes. If you do purchase it, you support the show, and you support Sarah, and writers like Sarah. And we all like Sarah, and writers like Sarah. Okay? Let's go. So it looks like it's going on maybe a quarter to 10 and it's been a long day (laughs) here you are outside in the cul-de-sac in elysian fields the garden walk is now in full swing there goes flossy leading a tour group over there there goes pickles leading a tour group over there there's some other lady have you ever seen her before probably she's a local she's leading a tour group over that way it looks great Everyone is treating this very seriously. And here the four of you are. People are chattering about plants. And the four of you are some of the only people here that know that there was recently a murder. Oscar's another one. And some mysterious somebody else saw that there was a body. I don't know. It doesn't feel like you have enough clues yet to solve this mystery. What are you going to do? Well, I know... We, not definitely not just Mary, but we, all of us were taken off the, off of the case, but, or the, the, the competition case with that phone call that we definitely just received not a month ago. Nobody else knows that. You know what? That is correct. As far as anyone cares, we're still, we still have power. We still have mm-hmm. authority. I just don't really think that any highfalutin lawyer sitting in some New York City downtown office is going to tell me what to do. So let's go solve this murder. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I like that energy. Let's let's go yeah. solve this fucking murder. <laughs> yeah, we don't really listen to authority here in Brindlewood Bay. So. Mm-hmm. Or New Yorkers. Definitely. Definitely hate Especially. <laughs> those. <laughs> You're an exception, obviously. Thanks, Nan. <laughs> okay, so where have we not been? Uh, we should probably go see what's going on with the with Widow Broadbent. Queen is her name? Old lady. Yeah. Right. She just kept staring at us, and that yeah. makes me feel suspicious and disturbed. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's always just 
looking at things. She either saw something or maybe she did something with her seeing something, you know? Or if she did something, then maybe Francesca knows something. Yeah, let's go find out. Do we want to take the path? Like, do you want to stay on the weird little secret hidden path we found and take it around in case we stumble upon anything else? Since it does loop to all the yards. Am I still barefoot? Yeah, you are still barefoot. Um, Let's find you some some flip-flops or something. Where are you going to... But okay, so wait. We're gonna so, steal from Widow Broadbent. Okay, so you're gonna go break into her house to get her flip flops. Let's do it. All right. No, no turning back now. You're out here, and there's all these people around. You're just gonna walk straight over to the house. You're gonna go hide in the pathway. You're gonna do some sp- super secret spy moves through the hedge. Yeah, definitely that one. Super mm-hmm. secret spy moves, all mm-hmm. of us. That'll go I fine. Do... <laughs> yeah, I do think it's smart for us to kind of steer clear of. You know, we kind of have a reputation in the town now. Yeah. I would think after solving considerably uh, every single murder that's happened in the past year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A good reputation, right? Yeah. But we're also, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like we're the best and everyone knows that. But if they see all of us together, kind of just like running around suspiciously it might make them assume certain things that we don't want them to assume yet. Because they know that if we're all together and doing cool stuff, then there's something then, that we're doing cool stuff murder. about. <laughs> yeah. So y'all don't Great hang out point. unless there's a murder. Oh, I mean, no, we hang just, out. It's kind of just that every time we hang out, there is a murder. It's more like if we're not at the bookstore or at the coffee shop or my yarn store hanging out, then there's a murder. <laughs> yeah, though, of course, there was that, that murder at the bookstore that one time. You know, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but then not again, no. you know. No murders at the bookstore after that. That is yeah. true. How, you know, it, it, there's never been like somebody strikes twice yeah. sort of thing. So Only that's good. You don't, you don't strike twice at a bookstore. That's rule number one of murder. My mama always said that. Yeah. So there's only one murder per location in Brindlewood Bay. That's kind of a rule here. I mean, that's kind of the pattern we've been seeing for no reason at all. Well, certainly not because we want new scenery and (laughs) and characters to to run around with. Well, there was the the tea house where there was a murder and then and then Percy also dead, though we have no proof, I guess. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. That was a that was trippy. That was a cool breeze. Everything seemed so nice except for the murder part. I do feel like we were probably drugged. Definitely. Yeah. Let's go to Wood- Widow Broadbent and check out that everything. <laughs> hey, you're over at Widow Broadbent's house. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are folks around. You can still see them. I mean, you might be the only one at this stop at this moment. Going up the driveway, you can see several stone walkways lined by crumbling statues. Were they designed this way? Or are they just really old? They're missing fingers and faces. And they lead you here in her backyard to a round redwood table set for tea. The scent of roses lingers in the air. But it's undercut by something 
something you can't quite identify that's kind of like a decay underneath this very like florid scent it's kind of strange you know the broadbents were among those who first settled brindlewood bay and made their considerable fortune in the whaling industry here on the river of course the brindlewood bay broadbents yes everyone knows about them yeah so yeah. what what features of this garden here demonstrate the pride that she must have in her family's influence and deep local roots you can all probably look around and see something uh yeah actually one of the statues is a giant bloody whale harpoon like you can like yeah it's stone so it's you have to look close to tell that it's a specifically bloody whale harpoon but like it's carved into it like the dripping and the blubber and whatnot it's uh, actually quite gruesome uh but it's there and it has it, it has a very um uh, important place in the setup of the garden. I think the thing that stands out to me is these really intricate filigree BBs all over the place. Is it for Brindlewood Bay? Is it for Babs Broadbent? Who knows? Does anyone actually know the widow's first name? It's Babs now. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also next to, or like on the other side of the uh, statue that was described. I think there is also a statue of a young Babs um, triumphantly standing with like one foot on top of a, a very like cartoonized whale and holding like a spear just for eccentric value. I'm just imagining uh, like, a you know, <laughs> like a ancient Greek uh, style. Yeah, of, it looks kind of kinda like it was repurposed. And, and yeah. then it's it, and then it's a laboon from One Piece. Some people, some of our listeners will understand that and they'll know <laughs> they'll have a very clear picture of, in mind of the exact cartoon whale mm -hmm. that I'm imagining. Even if you guys yeah. don't understand, some of our listeners will. And that's what matters. Okay. Laboon <laughs> from One Piece. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, I, I missed the first part of the reference, and I am with you now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. There are benches around the garden, each with uh, little plaques with descriptions and dates of important historical moments for the families, their career, and life in Brindlewood Bay. And here you are in the middle of all of this. You can still see down the driveway there are people out there. They aren't here right now. The four of you are alone. Oh, but maybe not yet unseen. There's a curtain moving up on the second floor. Maybe someone's looking out at you. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Maybe not. Might be alone here right now. Mary would like to investigate the roses, dig around and see if I can figure out where this strange scent of decay is coming from. Describe to everyone what it looks like, uh, at least to your friends. What do they see you do? I am already covered head to toe in spider webs. I have soil all over. My pedicure is just completely shot. My clothes are messed up from flipping over in a golf cart and maybe being a little bit set on fire. And I just drop down next to a really thick rose bush and start crawling basically under it. I have a hori hori in my hand too. 
it's a knife, basically. It's a spade and a knife. I think as this is happening, Birdie is trying to just like cover and stand in front to make it seem like, oh, you know, Mary's just tying tying shoes and all that um, or something slightly less suspicious than just digging around. I think Georgie kind of joins in on that, making it into a pantomimed conversation, pointing out all of the, the statues and the benches and all the filigree, like just very exaggerated. Yeah, well, we are exaggerated conversationing. Uh, Renette is genuinely conversationing about uh, the the weird statues. I think I would maybe like to roll to metal. I think you. I think you should. You're in these rose bushes. You're, you're examining what's going on underneath this. And I'm just curious as you get there and as you begin your investigation, what's the condition of these roses? The roses are doing really well. They're doing more well than I would have expected. They're flourishing. It seems like they've been mightily fertilized and possibly even a type of rose that is not necessarily legal in the United States. You're fully intent on looking for clues, but you're distracted briefly at these roses just long enough so that maybe you can't quite see because it seems like you're being blocked from view from your friends. They see and you hear the back door open to the house and Widow Broadbent steps out. And to Renette and Bertie and Georgie's eyes, she is one of the rich and famous. She is one of these people that when she enters even the outside, when she enters outside, she expects all eyes on her. You can, even you, Mary, who do not have direct eyes on her, can feel suddenly that there is this presence sort of pulling focus in her direction. And she says in a loud, booming voice, louder than you would think maybe could come from a body of this age. And of this frailty, Francesca only Ken touches my roses. They are too close. You should remove them. And from behind her, Francesca comes out quickly. Uh, in the three of you can see, see that she's stuffing her phone in her pocket and she nods. And this is the moment when you can roll to metal. Has Babs seen me yet? Unless she's, she's, uh, peeped on you from the second floor window. She can't see you right now, but she can see these other three sort of right in front of her flowers. Can I just sort of get under the bush and then up against the wall and then she won't see me at all? I think you can sure try that. And I would like to remind everyone that I do have the Frank Columbo move. Can you tell us what the Frank Columbo move says? Something about you causes the elite of society to not take you seriously. Once per mystery, when you do the meddling move in a place occupied by the elite, rich, and famous, you'll find an additional clue even on a miss. I got a seven. Well, there you are under the rose bushes. And something seems to get your attention. There's definitely an odd smell down here. I mean, a seven tells me that there's a complication. So this can't go too easily. 
So it looks like what happens is that there in the soil, beneath the bushes, you find a golden chain in this in the dirt. Is it attached to anything? Oh, how would you know? How how would you know if it's attached to something? All you see is this little chain sticking out of the dirt. I will take my hori hori and very carefully dig around the gold chain and see if it is attached to anything, which seems kind of likely. So this is fascinating because I think what's happening here is that you're discovering two clues at the same time. As you sort of dig around it, it looks like there's a little locket, a kind of nice uh, uh, oval, intricate locket attached to this chain. And you have enough experience with precious metals that you think this looks like gold. It might be gold. Maybe not all of it's gold. I can't quite tell. This looks like it's gold. And it also looks like it is attached to something because it doesn't come free from the earth. You might have to dig a deeper hole or you might have to pull with some force to find out what it's attached to. But you know it's important. The dirt under the rose bushes is abnormally soft. So there's several things that that could indicate. Overfertilized is one of them. Recently disturbed is another. But I think I can wiggle my hands down into it and sort of follow the chain down into the dirt and find out what it is caught on, wrapped around certainly not hanging from this dirt is moist this dirt is pungent and yet you wiggle your fingers and press down through this soil and you can feel probably something like semi-fresh manure being used here on these flowers and you follow this chain feels like you don't really want to see what it's attached to. You're more of a tactile person. And it's not that far, but definitely this chain, this golden locket chain, is looped through something. Something hard. Something bone-like. And your fingers sort of feel that there is a hole through this bone thing and the chain is going through it. Okay. This does not seem like anything I have encountered before. I'm used to bones. I am used to dead critters. Again, cattle ranch. I'm used to manure. No problem. Award-winning roses. But this is not like anything I have ever felt before. Can I pull it up or is it too big? You put some pressure on it, and it starts to move. But this does seem like it's not a small thing. But I guess as you grip your hand around it, it does feel roughly cylindrical. Feels like it's wiggling a little bit, but it's it's not easy. Oh, just next to you, it looks like something is, is sort of breaking the surface a little bit. And I think with a little bit more wiggling, you can see that it is a point. Hey, that's not a bone. It must be, is that a, like a tusk or a horn? It's a little bit 
wavy. So is the is is Babs Broadbent still out there yelling? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, she has stopped yelling and the others can see Francesca sort of coming in your direction. And she has this sort of like apologistic look on her face like, oh, no, I got to, you know, I, you've got to get away. And she sort of starts to make these little motions like, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. Broadband would prefer people not stand too close to her roses. She's very proud of the roses. It's it's wonderful that you're here enjoying the garden walk, but please stay on these stone paths. If I could ask the three of you to move back onto the paths. Oh, yeah, of, of course. Uh, now, Ms. Broadbent, I just want to say you have such a regal presence about you. Have you ever considered commissioning a custom corset? And I give her my business card. <laughs> I mean, you already have that that absolute you 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 know you've got it you know that that spark. I've worked with a lot of people. You have that star quality, and there's there's nothing that can make a star quality shine more than than making you feel real real special with a custom corset. And just to clarify, are you leaving your position? sort of disguising Mary to deliver this business card? I am letting Bertie and Georgie cover the spot while I draw attention away from the area okay. by approaching Ms. Broadbent. I think that's absolutely fine. So you pass Francesca and sort of approach the widow. Mm-hmm. Not uh, too close. I know she has a bubble. Mm-hmm. She does. She, you definitely, as you directly address her, because she's just up these stone steps towards the back of the house, you get closer, and she definitely has this expression as though there's some sort of offensive odor from you. But she does accept the business card. I'm used to that look. My third spouse, his, his whole circle, they looked at me like that. He sucked. I'm familiar with it. I might not like it, but I know how to how to suck it up. Georgie and Bertie still blocking Mary. Are you sort of like following Francesca's beckoning? Are you staying off of the path to best shield Mary? Or what is your what is your goal here? I'm staying off the path to best shield Mary as long as possible by kind of playing stupid. Like who? Us? And then like pointing like that path or here or that one or here? She seems to be accepting that, that maybe you don't understand what she's saying. <laughs> I do that, but in the way that we as as besties have uh, perfected, where I do the same thing, but like speaking on top of Georgie in a way that's very overwhelming for everyone else around. I am having a hard time imagining that. Could both of you help me out? Yeah, obviously us? we're supposed to be here. here? Like, uh, of or course we're going to be here because you mean right us? here is where we're or allowed to be because it's always allowed to be here. I don't think day, this whole time, like, we're not allowed to be in here. Like, right now, we're allowed to be here. And it's like a little fine. Like, it's the one time we can actually be in here. So, I think that the three of us have probably done this where. Again, like in only the way that best friends can talk 
like right over each other and still get the thread of conversation. I think there have been nights where we've all like drunkenly with wine and stories just like talked over each other for hours. So yes, a hundred percent. It's what we do. Yeah, I, I think it has worked. It has overwhelmed both Francesca and uh, the widow Broadbent. Mary, you have maybe a little bit more time to finish up, but you don't have a lot more time. What are you doing here? I have ripped the bone, perhaps, and pulled it, just yanked it as hard as I could out of the earth. This is kind of long. You definitely have a grip on it. You see that this is most likely a narwhal horn. And there is some kind of golden locket looped through it, through a hole in it. So you have discovered these two things. And you have a quick moment to sort of like pop open the locket and see that there's a black and white photo inside of a smiling couple. But if you want them, if you want to take them with you... It's going to require a little more leverage. Does anybody know how big a narwhal horn is? Um, we t- Oh, my God. Uh, it's uh, depending on the size of the narwhal, but like sometimes they're like six feet long. So I cannot break this little horn off and put I it mean, in my pants or whatever. It's not going to fit in your pants. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm going to use the sharp side of the hori hori and break the chain so that I can take the locket and I'll put that in my pants pocket. Yeah, you can do that. In fact, as you're starting to shift to this, you see the clasp. So you don't actually have to break the locket. You just take a moment to undo it and you've got the you've got the locket. And as you finish this up, you put it inside your pocket and start to get up what you have not been careful at is not becoming entwined in this rosebush. I mean, he did roll a seven. So there is a complication. So you can probably stay here, stuck at the bottom of this bush for some time and not be noticed. But if you want to get out, I guess it would be either doing some damage to yourself and just pulling out. It might be doing some serious damage to these roses that everyone would notice who came back here on the garden tour. It might be something else. What would you like to damage? Yourself? Your clothes? These bushes? Do I still have eyes on, um... Oh, who was right next to me? Georgie? Georgie and Bertie are pretty close right there. Yeah. I'm going to make eye contact with Georgie. I'm going to make a panicked face. And mouth, I'm stuck. Yeah, Georgie, you get that information. You're pretty sure if you change what you're doing, somebody's going to notice. But yeah, you you can see what's going on. Okay, I think I think Georgie is going to stop what she's doing and try to bend over and like help Mary out of the roses. But knowing that this is going to draw attention, and knowing that in theory. They shouldn't know that Mary is not the judge anymore. (laughs) Oh, how are these roses? Uh, They rank pretty high, I think. Oh, do you need some help to get out? What what were your thoughts about them? I thought they were lovely. And then she bends down to help. Yes, thank you so much. I did get I did get snagged down here. If you can if you can help me out, then I could 
tell everyone how lovely these roses are, my favorite of the whole garden walk. But don't tell anyone I said that. All right. All right. Birdie. Georgie has now turned her back towards Francesca and uh, Mrs. Broadbent. But you can see their faces. You can see that Renette still has the widow occupied. But Francesca now sees that Mary is physically entwined with these roses. And you can see a look of horror on her face. Not a fan of roses. You more of a, a lilies kind of girl or... Oh, no. Oh, no. This is this is not going to go well at all. Do you want to explain why? I mean, we're here judging for the competition. So I feel like it'd be in your best interest to be honest with me, the judge. Georgie, how exactly are you helping? Just trying to gently pull the rose branches um, away from her bit by bit so she can inch out. We're not we're trying to not break the roses and trying to as few scratches as possible but you know thorns are gonna thorn we're doing I our think best if you, if you have to just go ahead and just go ahead and rip my clothes i have more back at the hotel no Jordan. shoes no clothes. what's you're happening just, you're just hey. you're playing strip brindle with me <laughs> mary sanchez o'connor's very bad no good horrible day so renette You've given your card to the widow. She has stepped back quite a few steps after accepting it. She's not really looking at it. But she calls out, Francesca, please keep them on the paths. And she turns to go back into the house. She sort of stops and looks down and is reading your card. And maybe that's the moment where you turn back to give your friends a thumbs up. This is going to be a big sale. And that is about when uh, Mary stands up. Mary, how much of your shirt has ripped off? Describe these rips that are now in your shirt. Hot girl crop top. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yes, Mary could rock a crop top. The problem is I was already rocking a crop top. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Aww. I was wearing a very respectable white button down with a nice denim vest over it. Um, I would say that the shirt is ruined in tatters, it is not going to be reparable. There is a lot more of the front of me visible to all of Brindlewood Bay society than I really ever wanted to have happen in my life. And here we are. Goodness, ma'am. Well, it's a good thing you've got a seamstress on hand. Uh, hey, Ms. Ms. Broadbent, you can see like a demonstration of my skills. I go over without a sewing kit. Start patching. I definitely have it, at least one scarf that I'm wearing. They're, and they're like the thin, flimsy scarves with like little bits of the like, mm. you know, the tassels right. and gold and stuff and them, you know, something kind of hippy dippy. So they're thin, but I'm like, I have an extra scarf. I'm wearing two. So. Yeah. So this exhibition is now taking place mm -hmm. right around the time when Pickles' tour group arrives. Pickles comes in like, this is a the form of the historical and the great. And he takes out some notes, history of Brindlewood Bay, and um, yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you get to show your sewing, your mending skills, 
yeah. before this group of maybe 40. Georgie, you did a great job in getting Mary free. You do have this branch of rosebush in your hand that did come off. It's got um, a pretty cool rose on it. You got to be careful with it, though, because it is a little thorny. Because every rose does have a thorn. <laughs> I hide it behind my back. <laughs> Yeah, I can patch this up a bit of scrap fabric. Uh, it's not going to look exactly the same, but I think it's kind of like an upcycling sort of a situation. So, you know, it might not be the the same, but it'll it'll keep it covered. And I think it'll look pretty cool. Can we not do this in the garden? Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mrs. Broadbent, Mrs. Broadbent, excuse me. I'm going to need to use your powder room. We're coming in. That's, I mean, what probably makes you think about that is like the phones that are up um sort of filming this one of these folks has a pretty nice camera it's like a high-end digital thing who would... i mean if it helps i don't think that there's like reception or anything there because my my phone is like really weirdly messed up in this area so i don't feel like they're actually going to be getting anything probably yeah georgie you recognize um the guy with the nice camera as miguel from the brindlewood beacon Oh, uh, Mrs. Broadbent says, you will not come in my house. And she goes in and shuts the door. Francesca, take us somewhere. She looks a little bit like she's trying to process this. And right away, where can I take them? Where can I take them? Definitely out of the yard. Stables, what you got? Probably the best case scenario at this point just occurs. Because from the other side of the yard... Ken pops up. Hey, all right, I got you can change in my van. I got some clothes you can. I, I don't need to go in the van when you're in there, but I got a couple changes of clothes. I can't help but notice you're not wearing shoes. I got some boots. Hey, everybody, uh, all this work you're seeing around here, I did it. I'm Ken, and I also help people that need help. If y'all want to. Come over to my great van. Guy, Garden Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's go to your van. Garden Ken, I have never once in my whole life ever voluntarily entered the van of a man, but I am so thankful for you right now, you little strapping blonde Adonis. <laughs> oh, well, shucks, fam. I mean, I do try to look good. <laughs> That's why I go to the gym three times a day. Oh, yeah, it totally, it shows. It really, your workout regime. Yeah? Regimen? I don't know. Thanks, thanks. I got this new ab coming in. A new new what? A new ab? I was about to say. Yeah, you got to keep us posted on this new ab. This man's got two (laughs) six-packses. Probably about 20 minutes later, the four of you are back in the cul-de-sac. You know, there's this refreshment stand set up, a couple of chairs next to it. Uh, Just out of curiosity, Mary, what did you find in the back of Ken's van that you decided to wear? A tie-dye t-shirt that says Garden Ken. These boots are a little big for you, but you don't have any boots right now. You want to wear these big garden boots? I sure do. So what refreshments did the four of you find from the stand to uh, sit down with here this morning. Lemonade that I put vodka in. 
Birdie's lemonade that I also put vodka in. Just lemonade. <laughs> I have to admit, I do not have one clue what kind of refreshments would be served at an exclusive Brindlewood Bay garden party refreshment stand. It's just a long table of uh, like the whole <laughs> spectrum from lemonade to vodka. So at one end is just straight <laughs> vodka, the other end are regular <laughs> lemonade. Or just it's, lemons. It's like when you go to a bubble tea shop and they they do like 70% sugar and you're like, yeah. can I have 70% vodka? <laughs> I'll just have water. Thank you. It's vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that clear stuff. It's going to have it's a vinegar. Bit of a burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are taking a brief moment with your drinks. You have a moment to discuss whatever you'd like to discuss. Feels like you really do need one more clue before you can solve this thing. But you have a moment to regroup here. Well, now that Mary has shoes, we could make our way back onto that hidden path to see if we can find anything else. We can take another look-see around where the crime theoretically actually occurred. Um, I was not I'm... successful the first time I took a look, so... Now, I, I still don't know who did this thing, but... We were very suspicious of the husband mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. You always got maybe one hour ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one um, hour. Definitely not several months. One hour ago. I think that um, it might make sense to me to return to the scene of the crime and or possibly question the husband. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I feel like it's smart to go back to the scene of the crime, one, to see if it's been even more upset um, than it was the first two times. And also, I'm just really confused because all of these rich people are weird and eccentric and a little murdery. So I'm really just like not sure who to point fingers at yet. It's kind of all over the place and everyone is suspicious. Let's go to Oski's house. Then we should take whichever path we haven't yet taken. The front door? <laughs> The pathless travel. The most direct route. The front. <laughs> so just right up to Oscar's front right door. Right up there. Knock, knock. So you just knock? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Knock, knock. There's a doorbell, but I cop knock anyway. <laughs> There's an intricate knocker on the door with like a dragon head and stuff. And it's like way out of place, but like really expensive. A little bit of time passes. No one comes to the door. He's probably out. We should just go in. I think so. Yeah. Seemed like we were just given blank permission to investigate. Yeah. Yeah, we're part of the crew. We try to open it. Yes, the front door is unlocked. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, you know, we wipe our feet and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we're respectful of the fancy person's home. Are but we? Yeah, let's just. I I'm do just... not wipe. I do not wipe my feet. Okay, well, I wipe my feet. And that is the bare minimum, and that is all I'm doing to respect this house. The rest is just looking around. It's probably because there's such a beautiful white carpet that you just couldn't imagine tromping all over it with your muddy feet. Yeah, you know, you got you. When it comes to textiles like that, you really got to maintain them properly. Seems a hard to hard to lift, especially when it's not something that you can like handle, like because it's like attached to the floor. I can't even imagine that. Yes, this entryway is very nice. I mean, all of these houses are very nice. 
and you move right in lovely sconces uh, the the carpet is is high end the her- the furniture is great stop right inside i guess close the door behind you what is your process here you're just going to start going through the house or i was thinking if we could find an office yeah. um to see if there was any like reason that someone would want uh was it eugene or oscar eugene dead um especially specifically at this time to see if there were any like threatening letters or notes or something he was doing to blackmail someone or anything like that yeah i i think i specifically want to look through mail so if that's in the office or if we see a table where they drop their mail or whatever on the way to the office that totally makes sense Right inside this entryway, there is a very nice table with their wedding photo album on it. Mm-hmm. A little bit past that is a sitting room with a fantastically upscale sofa with a gold Gucci throw pillows. And right after that, looks like a home office. Hey, looks like a Eugene's law degree framed up there on the wall. Oh, a little little basket of mail. Right inside here, a desk, a computer, very nice lawyery home office furnishings. So what uh, you have found this area that seems to contain the things you were looking for. I'm just going to pick up the stack of mail and flip through it to see if um, anything stands out. I mean, it it sounds like you're just meddling. Yes. <laughs> sure. Go right I'm ahead. Meddling. I'm meddling using my reason. That's a seven. Georgie, you're going through the mail and you see some pretty rarefied bills. You know, they're probably spending quite a bit on on excesses, types of wine, BMW of the month club, like that kind of thing. It's like, where's all this money going? There's nothing really in this mail basket. That seems strange. But you look over there, maybe sort of holding back a little bit so you're not actually going through drawers yet. You're not actually getting inside of things. But what you do see over near the window, a telescope aiming out of this study through the window and right focused at the neighbor's house. Well, that's the Blumenthal's. Hmm. Where exactly is this telescope focused? Into Phoebe's office. This is a pretty high-end telescope, and this image is very clear. You can see Phoebe sitting at her desk. When she moves, you can see her computer screen. What else do you see? Next to her desk, there's like an easel with like flip chart or poster board paper, And it's basically a shit list of all the neighbors and like all the things, all the dirt that she has on them. Um, And it's like a plan to end the garden walk. Now, the rest of you sort of left Georgie for a moment in this room to look around. It's not that the three of you have abandoned her, but there are definitely other interesting things to see in this house. What are you seeing? I think that I have found a boat rack that has several coats on it 
and I'm going through their pockets. Inside pocket of a, a nice blazer. It is a folded up piece of paper that is a STI test results from Eugene that said that he had some little something that he could not have gotten in his marriage. I uh, I go to the kitchen where most fights happen and I'm examining the uh, like really fancy filigree drywall and I see uh, uh, there's there's knuckle marks in it. Somebody punched a wall. Walking through and finding like a parlor or something, I notice that there are a bunch of empty cartons of the pint Ben and Jerry's uh, non-dairy Cherry Garcia in a trash can. And then I see pulled out, there is a record player of what we can see. The, the record that was playing is uh, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Each of you has found this little piece of information. And maybe you don't quite know what to do with this. But you do hear a door open from upstairs. And footsteps. They don't seem to be coming for you right now. Whoever's walking around up there perhaps doesn't know that you're in the house. I make my way closer to the front door. So if we are caught, it looks like we are just entering. I think I'll stick my neck out and try to go find Georgie in the office. Yep, she's right there. We should probably, um, there's someone still up in the in the area. We should probably just skedaddle. There's a telescope pointed into Phoebe's office and there's like a whole a whole list of all the all the neighbors and yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Here you are right inside the door. There are footsteps upstairs. Okay, so my question to you girls is do we feel like we understand what happened here or do we need to go talk to this husband and try to get some more answers out of him? Because I think he's up there. Yeah, we could definitely do like a little knock, knock, louder, like we just opened the door to see if there was anyone home. And we definitely haven't already been in here for a few minutes. And yeah, to, let's do know. that one. That one. Yeah, we'll That's do that one. one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mary was already halfway up the stairs, so she turns around and comes back. <laughs> I um, open knock, up, knock. <laughs> I open up the door loudly, so and and I step behind it, so it's like we we were on the other side of the door. I corral my 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 people, uh, and knock knock. I mean that's fantastic because as soon as you do that, you say knock knock, and you realize that there's someone outside coming up to the front of the house. <laughs> hey, it's Oscar. Hey, we were just looking for you. I was just looking for you to tell you that someone is so cute today. You know, you are just you're so strapping. Fancy seeing you here. Yeah, see, the thing is, um, uh, uh, Oscar, is that we saw somebody, uh, from the window, or we saw through the window into your house and saw somebody there. And I wasn't, I thought it, I assumed it was, I, it, oh, we were gonna go, uh, talk to you because we thought it was you. So, 
Did you did you, did you discover who who killed Eugene? We're working on it. Um, but I think there might be somebody in your house right now. Do you oh. know who would that be? Uh, no, no, that's but I'll that's okay. I'll go check. Yeah, let's go check. No, no, I can do it. I'll do it. Thank oh, you. I'll no, never. I, no, he, I don't let, know let if I can you. keep up. I, I think I really have to. Like, yeah. I can't keep. Never this go into a into longer. a house that might have an intruder in it alone. Okay, we're doing. Yeah, this we're together. coming with. Come you. on, let's yeah. go. Let's go oh. up the stairs. Up, okay, up, let's well, go this way. Okay. Come on, bud. Yeah, let's go up in. the stairs to see if someone is home. That's a great idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Why are you being weird? No, I was agreeing. I was agreeing that that was a good idea. No, you said that really loudly like you wanted them to know we were here. Why are you being weird? I'm I'm not. I'm just so Are you nervous. hiding something from us? Are yes, you being weird? I am are you, hiding my husband's something body. From us? You're hiding something from, from us? I'm trying to hide it from everyone. Trying okay, so then why are you telling people that you're here? Because Aren't you suspicious? What's going on? She's no, I'm just trying to break your husband's body. I can't, is up I can't there keep about this to, together to anymore. I can't. I don't think. I am afraid that people are going to find Eugene's body and all of this is going to end. And that the horticultural society is not going to get funded. That someone is going to drain the Brindlewood Fen and all of his passion, all of his work will be gone. Please. He's just, I don't know. If you think that you can't solve it, I guess I'll just have to call the police department and we'll get, we'll get Fern over here and she can handle it from, from here on. Yeah. During this little speech, Mary Sanchez O'Connor has taken off Ken's big boots because I'm about to run up the stairs. Okay. I thought we were already up the stairs. Are we up the stairs? Yeah. Can did you get, did you get all the way up the stairs? I mean, Birdie was definitely trying to do the overwhelm distract thing. I just because it worked really well. I was trying to lead the way. I think that you can be in different places. I think that he's trying to sort of keep everybody in view. It's not happening though. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're squirmy little guys. <laughs> Can't hold us. Who's in front? I didn't like that. Who has gone? Who has like gone first? Who is the furthest into the house? I think I really ran up the stairs, and I'm. Mm -hmm. What I would do once I got up there is start throwing doors open. Okay. Can you roll the night move? Oh, isn't there something you're supposed to do with that where you say, what's the worst thing? I think that is, I think that's a great idea. What is the worst thing that can happen to you? Exploring somebody's house, knowing that there is a stranger in it somewhere that may not want to be found. Mary Sanchez O'Connor has a gun. Mm -hmm. So you shoot yourself. <laughs> that is that, that would be a bad thing. What I am thinking, though, is that possibly if there is an intruder here and there is a murderer, that person also has a gun. Mm -hmm. And they probably didn't take all the time to get a concealed handgun license in Onondaga County like I did. All right. So it's something with guns. It's possible I could get shot right now. It is. It might be even worse than that. Can you roll the night move? <laughs> I have received a six. So you have oh, some no. options here before we go through with this. 
No, actually, you don't have options. <laughs> so you could put on a crown or something. Yeah, we're gonna let's go through it in this order. Okay. You've run upstairs. You're throwing open doors. Birdie, you're downstairs, still pretty close to Oscar when you hear doors being thrown around upstairs. I think, Renette, you were almost, you are pretty close behind Mary. Yeah, I think I, I, I may have split off in the other direction, unless that is not helpful in this scenario. Uh, I'm not sure yet. We'll find out. We'll, we'll, okay, I, I'm not saying where I am, yeah. just that I'm close. Yeah, you were towards the top somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Georgie, were you with Bertie? Were you somewhere else? With Bertie. Okay. You push open the first door, a guest bedroom. There's nothing in here. But you run in anyway, you open some closets. You run to the next room, it's a bathroom. You run to the next room, it's a sitting room. You run to the next room, it's the master bedroom. There's a man in there that you've never seen before. You have your gun up when you go into this room, Charlie's Angel style. But the thing is, you already took off your boots. Because you said you took off the boots downstairs when you ran upstairs. I did because they were too big. When you kicked open the door, you felt your toe break. And there's a yelp. And this man in the room turns. And he doesn't have a gun. He reaches for the lamp and throws it. And you see it coming right at you. Can't get your gun up in time because you just broke your toe. Renette, you hear a shattering and a gunshot. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Downstairs, Georgie and Birdie, you hear a shattering and a gunshot and Renette yelling, oh, shit. 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 Mary Sanchez O'Connor has had quite a day. Hey, I'm sure this'll do the trick. Running this thistle? This this is Say it ain't cilantro. No, 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 we don't have time for that. Mm. (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. And is that anything? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of getting cold feet about this this mystery, this this investigation. Uh, Oh, man, I love those jokes. Willow, you're my best friend. Lavender. No, the best done. No, stop. (laughs) 